rocking my custom WWF shirt. So yeah. that's how we roll. You got that. I got my Baldwire Deathmatch shirt from AEW. And oh, my gosh. Whatever he has. Yeah, I was going to say, and you were telling us uh, some of the guys about that belt you got signed. That one back there. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's got all kinds of autographs. You lucky son of a gun. And we're going to have the guy on here tonight that was actually, he uh, he helped set up that whole thing. So that's going to be awesome to be able to talk to him. Oh, man. I am looking forward to that. And he's got, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his, uh, the next one, which is in October. He's already got names already signed up. Sergeant Slaughter's going to be there. What? There we go. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. You never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Wrestle Talk podcast will be there. I can get. You like, never know where we're lurking. You know, I'm telling you. Exactly. exactly. Well, what do you say before we kick off the show? What do you say we uh, do a little national anthem here? Let's do it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> to buy you and uh, Drake Lee and uh, the other night a, a, a plane ticket and set you up in, in the Marriott and oh man all that... on Hardcore Hoss's bill uh, alrighty I think, Drake, I think Drake Lee's the one that has all the money Drake should pay but you for know it. it you know that but he ain't gonna Drake, share it you know that if it's Drake Lee it, it's gonna be like like the, the cheapest train ride you guys are gonna be staying at the Fleabag Motel gonna have to check to make sure that that there's no bed bugs, cause you know he's he he's he's pretty uh tight with his money. Yeah, he'd be pretty stingy with that chump change he got working <laughs> with. Oh my god! Now at the Joe Lance then. How's that? Yeah, there oh, we yeah. go. Yeah, that'll work out great. Uh well, I must say. You know, we talk about the Russell Talk podcast. Let me tell you, I think it is not only one of the most popular podcasts, wrestling podcasts in the world, hell, podcasts in general, but it's one of the fastest growing and fast rising. And it is thanks to the following sponsors Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and of course, the FWWC. And Haas, I know you love plugging the, the glass, so go for it, buddy. Yeah, you can't forget about Wrath Bun Engraving, where you can pick up your very own WrestleTalk mug with your name on it, and it's it's a high-quality, bar-quality mug, let me tell you. And it's only like 25 bucks, and so you, you can't forget about them. And if you don't have one, you should. So just uh, hit up Joe or Renee or myself, Maestro, any of us, and we'll 
We'll take care of you. Always. All right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's time we get into some high spots. Let's do that. Let's get Let's into do it. some high spots. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Podcast. DJ Money. Whew, that was beautiful. All right, so let me tell you something. We have breaking news coming out from WWE, and no, it is not coming out of a trash bag. So, <laughs> all right, so the night after WrestleMania 37. They shifted their SmackDown and Raw announced teams. And a lot yes. of people weren't too thrilled with it. And one of the the new lead announcer for Monday Night Raw was Adnan Verk, who is a well-known and very talented sports commentator, sports, you know, yes. analyst and announcer. Well, it didn't the transition, at least in my opinion, didn't work so well to WWE's expectations. And mm-hmm. it and it has finally come to an end, as today it was announced that they have mutually parted ways with Adnan Verk. And it was a brief statement on the company website thanking him for his uh, tenure. But, I mean, honestly, and Joe, I've mentioned this to you in the past, that to my, in my opinion, Corey Graves has been carrying that broadcast team ever since the switch-up began. Yeah, I would uh, would one hundred percent agree. I like Corey Graves. I know a lot of people don't like Corey Graves, but I think that 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 him uh, as a commentator is really really good, and he knows what he's doing, and he knows how to get heat, get get that heat. A lot of people are complaining, you know, that the WWE is all about this three man thing, but yet if you just had Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. There would be nothing but fighting between the the two of them, because that's, that's right. all that they would be doing. You kind of gotta have a third person to kind of mellow everything thing. Down. A mediator, it's like, yeah, a, a, a mediator. It's it's like like when 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 you've got the maestro and Drake Lee hosting the the show. You kind of gotta have a mediator because they're always gonna be. Taking jabs at, at each, each each other, but I, I totally understand why it didn't didn't work out. I don't really think he was a good fit. I don't really think he knew no. exactly what he was doing at first. <laughs> right, I think, and I think it's just because this is the thing. I mean, I'm not going to act like anybody can announce sports because obviously every sport's different. And you have to have some charisma and knowledge for the sport. But announcing professional wrestling is a whole new ballgame. And, you know, when you're you're going from sports straight into the sporting world of professional wrestling, you know, it's a big transition. And I just personally didn't think he fit the transition well. And... You know, like, and I didn't like when they booted Tom Phillips to 205 Live because Tom Phillips is one of my favorite announcers, um, especially in WWE. So, you know, we'll see how it gets shifted up. But speaking of announcers 
that are not Drake Lee, thankfully. I think it's time we bring aboard our dear co-host friend, the one, the only, Chris Rodell. What is up, What's up, Joey? How's it going? How's it going, Joey? Jeremy, I haven't talked. I haven't seen Joe in a long time. That's right, you haven't. And 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 yes, just in case you wanted to know, I am still a snitch fan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> After all these years, I'm still a snitch fan. I'm still waiting for him to get his title shot. Well, he blew it on Saturday, so I mean, he was I mean, cheated. He was uh, cheated. I'm sure he was, but uh. Can we go back to the Adnan Verk thing real quick? Sure. Yeah, of it is, course. It is, it is very difficult to call professional wrestling. If, yes. you don't, if you don't know it from front to back, it is really hard to call professional wrestling. And, I mean, he didn't do bad, and I didn't hate him. I, I thought he did a really good job, but I just – I was kind of mad that Tom Phillips got pushed back because I like, I like Tom <laughs> Phillips, and I like Corey Gray. I, I agree. I actually am going to agree with Joe – Mark this down, like book mark the tape. I like Corey Graves. I think Corey Graves is one of the best color commentators since Jerry Lawler. Mark it down. <laughs> mm. Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. There you go. I never thought I'd say May twenty-fifth, two thousand twenty-one, folks, Chris Rodell. Likes Corey Graves, big time fan of him, and and agrees and agrees with Joe Lance. How often yeah, does that happen? Forgot. And agrees with Joe Lance. <laughs> Honestly, that's a bigger shock to me than the liking of Corey Graves. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know what it is about Corey. He just he he know well one I mean being a former wrestler he knows what to get over so right I mean, it right. so. So, but yeah, but yeah, it 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 was a it was kind of a shock when I saw that today. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I wonder what they're going to do. I don't think, I don't think Corey Gray's and Bry- Byron Saxton can handle it together. So I'm yeah. going to guess that probably Tom Phillips is going to be back on there unless they're going to put Cole on both shows. Mm. <laughs> I would rather see Mario Winelli. I loved Mario. I thought he was great in NXT. But oh, I oh, I love I, I love listening to Mario. He yeah. has so much freaking passion, but I, I don't think he has the mental. Uh, it's ability. taxing. It's a right. very taxing business. And, very, very, very taxing. Yes. And have, dealing with an asshole like JBL does not help. No, honestly. <laughs> That's true. So, are you guys um, excited? Are you guys excited for Double or Nothing this weekend? Yeah, I yeah. am. I mean, you know, it's amazing. That it was two years ago today that the first double or nothing occurred. And, you know, I remember the Cody uh, Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes match, you know, the casino mm-hmm. battle royal and everything. Um, Omega and then John and John Moxley going appearing against, you know, Jericho, just everything that happened. And I'm looking and thinking to myself, how far AEW has come since this happened, since Double or Nothing. You know, it was all spearheaded, honestly, from this belief that if you're not WWE, you can't sell out a big arena. And within 10 minutes, an arena was sold out. And 
you know, the event wasn't just a sold out event. It was a successful event that the crowd and the critics praised almost unanimously. The matches were phenomenal, you know, and here we are two years later, AEW's has multiple shows now. There's still work that needs to be done for the company. We know that. Um, I personally feel while the rest is exceptional, you know, and bear with me when I say this, I do feel like there needs to be some more character esque development with these, with some of the wrestlers, you know, they, they, they seem to have a lot of stables. I like, I mean, I don't hate that. The, you know, they got the inner circle, the pinnacle, yeah. the nightmare yeah. factory, you know, it's, yeah. I think it could be overkill, but I mean, it should be a good show. Um, Omega, Pac, and Orange Cassidy is probably going to be really good. So, yeah. I the think only, so. The, the only thing I have an issue with in AEW is this whole thing of they, they, they are constantly having, if I lose, then I then we have to break up. They did. Yeah, I agree with that. They they did it with the Young Bucks. If the Young Bucks didn't win the championship, they had to break up. Then they did it with SCU. If SCU lost, they had to break up. Now at this pay per view, if the Inner Circle loses, they have to break up. <laughs> now I I understand that, and I mean I understand why that wouldn't exactly be a popular thing. Um, Chris, to your point about the stables, you know, I do agree while it can be kind of overkill seeing so many different wrestlers joining all these different groups, um, you know, especially with like Hangman Adam Page, for example, and his uh, allegiance with the Dark Order, for example. Uh, I think also on a positive, it would be it's a good way for wrestlers that normally wouldn't have screen time to get that exposure, even if they're not wrestling, even if they're just, their presence is there, it's that airtime. And then fans would be like, well, I want to see what this person could do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, what's, and I'm just going to be honest. The fact that they signed Brody Lee's son to a contract and then said, when he's old enough, you know, if he wants to wrestle, we'll take care of him, you know, and he's on TV occasionally still associate with the dark Lord and everything I think is absolutely heartwarming I, yeah. I, I I agree I, and, and and they gave him and the, the apparently didn't they give him his own theme music this past week they, I believe they so him, I believe they, they, they did they gave him his own theme music they they gave him the uh the uh, TNT championship which you know oh man that it, it makes me wonder if aew is going to dynamite to uh, a TNT to TBS are they going to change the name of that title? Because you're not going to have the TNT title if they're in, if they're on TBS. Well, they said uh, what I read. They said they aren't going to change it, but I mean, I mean, they could make it just exclusive to TBS. It could, it could be a Turner title. Like you could change it to a Turner that, title. Here's a good one: the Turner title. That that actually would be kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I you know. It's inter- so it's interesting to see. I'm excited for Double or Nothing. Um, apparently, they're planning a unique live experience for the Stadium Stampede match, which has grown to be one of the most popular matches AEW has ever aired. Remind me, was that the match last year that – Was that the match last year that one of the Young Bucks did, like – 
destroy or like destroyers all the way down the field or like suplexes all the way down the the field in Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was the one. And so they're planning that one again. And like Joe said, it's one of those things where once again, and I agree to his point on this one about how if the inner circle loses, they must disband, you know, and you've seen, and we see that constantly on AEW programming, but you know, I also like one thing I will say about AEW as well, that to their credit, it's it's not the the breaking up thing. It's a crutch. It's like, if you want to break people up, that's fine, but you don't have to make it a stipulation of a match. It's a crutch. Right. You don't have to, um, but what I was going to say to their credit, you know, because this is this week is basically the two year anniversary week for AEW. Yeah. So what I want to give them the props on is, you know, they are taking part in something that we have not seen on a grand scale in a long time. And that is that breaking of that forbidden door, that forbidden wall of cross promotions. Now, you can see this with independent wrestling all the time, but the fact that AEW Impact Wrestling and New Japan all are working together, putting on shows, you know, having cross title matches with each other and what and such, putting on events that with work with each other, you know, while you just have WWE, who's just WWE, I, you know, it, it's an interesting take, but in my but, opinion, but but apparently, uh, the new one of the new, uh, executives in WWE is, you know, trying to reform things, you know, take things out of the dark ages, you know, so you never know, you might see WWE do something with, with, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to do something with AEW, but maybe MLW or maybe NWA. Right. I mean, yeah. And I, Hey, if they do something, if they do something with AEW, then Hey, that's fine. That's fine too. I mean, Back in the day, did you really think that the WWE and ECW are going to work together? I mean, did yes, you really expect? Did, did you expect the Eliminators to show up at the Manhattan Center and and take out the production guy? I mean, I mean, I never right. expected. I never expected WCW to to go to uh, North Korea, but apparently they did. I didn't remember that whatsoever. I never heard of that before the Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring episode last week. I, I'm <laughs> honest, I never heard. Of uh, their being that type of event, and oh, I, I remember, I remember them, I remember them promoting Collision in Korea, but for some reason, I thought it was actually in South Korea. It's in Seoul, yeah. but I didn't yeah. realize it was in Pyeongchang, and I'm yeah. like, oh wow, yeah, it was South a- Korea. <laughs> like they, they were in in an element that they did not expect to be in. Like they, they, they the, the, the TV only had three channels, and they were all political. Uh, Road Warrior Hulk almost got stared by two cold Scorpio. And- <laughs> I love that was one, that was probably one of my favorite things in the world. I was like, wait, they didn't like each other. I'm like, oh my god. Totally not. I'm not. I'm not sure I'd want to mess with Road Warrior Hawk, To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, Hawk's, because with- Hawk's the type of guy that would literally have no problem. Like Jim Cornette said, you know. Taking out an eyeball and eating it, or you know, doing all kinds of other crazy stuff. So and, I'm thinking and, when I see two cold Scorpio wanting to stab him and pick a fight, I'm like, "Are you out of your mind? Like what?" <laughs> and and can we honestly can we just say 
that Scott Norton still looks like he could beat everybody up in the world. I he mean, probably could. <laughs> he could probably body slam Hulk Hogan. Yes, he looks in great shape. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently, I got a kick out of from what I, from what I know, understand, the, Scott the Norton. Ring. Scott Norton honestly apparently has apparently a whole bunch of stories about North Korea that didn't make the air. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the tomorrow's uh, no uh, Thursday's episode, the Ultimate Warrior. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the opposite of what we saw on Sunday, probably. Right, right. It's gonna be uh, it, it's gonna be a uh, episode. Well, it, it's it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be a good like one. Almost, it's gonna be almost like the, the, the a good destruction episode of the I, I remember that <laughs> the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. I actually I actually own that DVD. I have it in my DVD collection. So yeah, I have it somewhere. I mean, I I also have the Chris Benoit DVD that that they stopped making and really, I, yeah, the hard hard knocks. I think it was called, but yeah. Oh, it yeah. was a. I, I like the dark be, side uh, of the ring. I like dark side of the ring. I also like the WWE biographies that they've been doing, mm-hmm. um, and I like the unto- I like the uh, the treasure show too. I think. I mean, they could ju- they could just do something at the at the warehouse where you know. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, there. I and I and I like seeing that type of thing. With, well, this is my thing about the. Um, and I brought this up last week as well. You know, feel like you know, the dark side of the fan of this series. I think it's outstanding, and it's great that the production team does great lengths to talk about these controversial stories and or you know legends of wrestling. Yeah, but I mean, you're basically getting. In my opinion, if anybody disagrees, feel free to. Uh, just kind of that WWE spin on the A and E biographies, and you know, and I feel like if the Dark Side of the Ring didn't exist, I honestly don't feel like the uh, A and E biographies would exist. Because look at this sin of Dark Side of the Ring. What do we I got? Mean, we got the Ultimate Warrior, and then what do we got on the A and E? We got the Ultimate Warrior. I, I wonder if it was planned that way, or if that's just the way it worked out. I wonder if Dark Side of the Ring moved up their Ultimate Warrior episode to coincide with the uh, with the A and E episode, or if the WWE said, "Okay, we got to get this out first and you know, right? I, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, the 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 WWE Treasure series. I was a little when they did the Lawler episode. I was a little yeah. taken. I was a little taken aback that one of the collectors had the shirt that Jerry Lawler was wearing the night that he had the heart attack on the air. I mean, oh. I just, I, I kind of found I, it was a little unnerving, you know. Not, I, this, I mean, but I mean, it's it's all good though. I mean, I like I like I like these biography shows. The Dark Side of the Ring, apparently. Uh, uh, spawned a new uh, new uh, series, Dark Side of Football, that I've been watching. So, yeah, that's I mean, I've that's and, and actually been pretty good. The Bill Belichick episode is really, yes. really good. <laughs> the, the 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 hoodie. <laughs> the hoodie. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, I do got to say on another topic that's just come out. 
I mentioned at the beginning of the high spots about the breaking news regarding the firing of Adnan Verk. Well, apparently that is not even remotely close to the only firing from WWE today. And yeah, this, this, this goes yeah. beyond, you know, an on-screen talent. This is a lot of production. Uh, and, a lot, including, and, several, and several executives too. Right. I was just going to say executive vice president, J.R. Donlin has been let go after eight years within the company. And, you know, it's amazing that even though WWE has had near record profits in the past year and a half, they are really struggling with things backstage in the sense of maintaining some type of, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say so much composure as much as consistency, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, why, why do they, why do these people have to fall on the sword? I mean, I know that I, I realize everybody's consolidating now because, you know, you didn't quite make as much money as you thought you were going to make. But I mean, honestly, did the WWE really lose that much money? I mean, right. the only, the only, the only building costs they've had to pay is at Amelie arena in Tampa Bay. And then wherever they were Tropicana field, they played rent there. And I think they're yangling center somewhere in Florida. I mean, right. yeah, they didn't get, they didn't get their touring, their touring, but I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. Speaking of WWE, what do you guys think about this John Cena thing? With this, he recognized he recognized Taiwan as a country, which is apparently a no-no in China. Um, <laughs> what well, is mean, a no-no in China, though? Let's be well, real. Like point. Good point. Good point. But but yeah, and he had to go on and apologize, and I just I he, he he just misspoke. He just misspoke. I mean. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, it's China. I guess that's all you can really say. I guess, right. I guess the rest, I guess the Wrestle Talk podcast isn't going to be shown in China this weekend. You know, <laughs> you know, I we do have some uh, a China a, an audience from China for i seventy sports. I don't know if that's going to continue after this little segment, but I mean, yeah, you know, words get twisted; they get taken out of context all the time. Obviously, there's those boundaries you don't want to cross, but when there's so many countries in the world, you know, trying to maintain the same, that same I mean, sense of trying to gain respect from every country is going to be difficult, you know? I mean, I mean, if you honestly, if you hear Taiwan, you think that they're their own country when they're a territory or whatever, whatever they are of, of China, you know, you kind of think the same with Hong Kong. It's like, you know, it, you, yeah. you just... I mean, it's too. I mean, China takes themselves way too seriously, right? And so, you know, it's, I guess John Cena is just not going to do a game show in China soon, right? You know, no, no uh, Beijing Extreme Water Sports show. So, <laughs> well, so. guys, looks like uh, our first guest is waiting. Bring him on! Bring him on! Bring bring him up! Bring him on! We got a lot to talk about. I mean, especially one thing. I want to get his opinion on something. Uh, damn right, we, we got a lot to talk about. You Dynamo, ba- Dynamo, Dynamo right, back to, sh- to talk about. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 
All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Dynamo Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. He regained it on April 20th, 2019, and he says he wants to face the best competition there is, and he has beaten the best competition there is ever since. And he successfully defended his title just this past Saturday, but we are going to talk more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. What's out, Adrian Surge? What's going on, y'all? What's going on? What's up, Serge? How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you guys. It's been a minute. Ha- hey, pass- how's it going, Adrian? <laughs> what up, man? I have, I have, I have one quick question. It was our first. It was Dynamo's first show back. How good did it feel to walk out that curtain the first time? Um. Interestingly enough, it, it felt like a full circle moment for me because for me, to, my actually first appearance at that show was helping out Mikazi while sa- the former Mikazi Sadie Blaze. Um, and that's like that, that it takes me back to day one. So like to be off for so long and then to go help basically my trainer and mentor guy. Um, it was it was pretty dang cool, man. It but was, but it when was but cool. when your music when you heard your music and you and you knew it was your match that that had to be a great that had to be a great feeling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I knew it was gonna be pretty big when we came back, um, and then just the show that we had. But yeah, walking through that curtain, man. I've been waiting to do that for a year at Dynamo, so over a year actually. So yeah, dude, it was it was crazy, and you know there was no way I was gonna lose. When I when I came, when I when I heard that music, I was like, "Ain't nobody stopping me tonight, friends." Sorry. So. Well, the, the match was really good with, with the match was really good with Ben. I mean, I don't think you two have faced each other before, have you? No, we've never even touched. Um, yeah, we've never even locked horns before in any capacity. Never really trained together or anything. So yeah, it was the first time we stepped in a ring together. Cool. That's awesome. There you go. So, it's great that um, wrestling is finally starting to, and we've talked about this in the past couple of weeks, but it's great that the promotions are really starting to get back into the swing of things because it's not just something that the wrestlers and the promoters miss, but absolutely it's something the fans, like all of us here, have especially missed. You know, being able to get out there and see companies like Dynamo Pro, World League Wrestling, you know, so on and so forth, get out there and pour their heart and soul into what they do best, and that is wrestle. Yeah. So, so I have to ask, how's it feel to still be the champ? Like, holy crap, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's kind of nuts, man. I hit the two-year mark uh, not too long ago. Um, it kind of feels a little weird. You know, obviously, we went through a pandemic, but um, – I think that if anything, it was just kind of like an a, a ability to reset for me of like, all right, you know, I was doing all right. I was actually on quite a roll, uh, in my opinion, like right before the pandemic, went through some really rough kind of challengers and some b- pretty big threats. So I kind of wanted to just pick up where I left off. That's why I thought it was really fitting. We did a battle royal to determine the number one contender. It's like, I want the best so the best can prove themselves and then step up. And, and I think that's what we accomplished. So I'm looking forward to some some challengers and things coming up. Um, but yeah, so, man, I'm stoked. So, so uh, in the locker room, we had our pre-show. We you, you pre-show, you know, everybody got together and all of this. Um, what were your feelings when they announced that the Battle Royal was going to be in Keon Options uh, 
name is be the annual Keon Option Memorial Battle Royal. How? I mean, I know you were friends with Keon, so how did that make you? How did that? How did that feel? Because I know how I felt, and I kind of had a kind of a tear, you know, whenever his music played with the first five guys that came out. So. Yeah, I got hyped for that. Um, when they announced it, I had no idea. They kept that from I, me, too. So, I did. Uh, and I think that was for genuine emotion, right? Like, uh, it's such a cool moment. And anyone that knows Keon, like, like the, the dude was like, – he was a great wrestler, great performer. But he was truly a really, really, really fantastic person, one of the greatest people I've ever met personally in my life. And so for for them to do that, to kind of surprise the boys with that, I thought was really, really cool. I, I didn't uh, I didn't know – like you said, I didn't know anything about it until I walked in when uh, uh, um, Jim came up to me. He's like, so tonight you're going to announce it as the first annual Keon Option Battle Royal. And then and then Crystal took over that. So but, yeah. but that's that's fine. That She should. She should. And to have Keon's mom in the uh, in the audience was probably one of the best things that could have happened because Keon's mom apparently did not know that, that it was going to be the battle. The name, battle Royal was named after her or after. Yeah. Him. So. Yeah, it was an awesome moment. It's one of those things that you look forward to. It's why we're in the business, you know. Uh, you know, we pay tribute to the to the greats and the good people that have come through, and then we try to do them the honor as we go out there and, and kind of put our put our uh, performances and our bodies on the line. And I thought that was really cool. Like I got to go out and defend against the first Keon Option Battle Royal winner. Like that's a cool moment. His mom being there, that's a cool moment. It's a, it's letting that guy's legacy kind of still live through, which is awesome. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, like like you said, wrestling is especially these days. It's it's very heartfelt when you pay tribute to those who paved the way, those who had an impact on the current wrestlers. You know, that helped inspire you, that train you, and so on and so forth. And you know, Chris, when you brought up the fact that his mom didn't even know that they were gonna name the they were gonna have the battle royal, more battle royal in his honor. That I mean, yeah, we were we were uh, for, according to what Crystal and Jim were telling me that they were we were originally supposed to start it last year and but I mean, yeah. you know the world shut down so it's like right. you can't I mean but so this should have been actually the second annual Keon Option Battle but it was the first one it's going to happen around this time every year mm-hmm. I mean honestly um, I don't know if. Serge got to watch any of but we got new rookies that came in. The first five were all rookies and training at the dojo. And I'm going to tell you, we got an impressive crop of rookies that came from the dojo. I just, the, the, first, the first five and then no role models. I mean, I mean, they were just all, I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch any of the first five people in the battle Royal? I did. I got to actually talk to some of them too before and after. Um, I thought, which it, it kind of wrapped up kind of the show. I thought really, really well. You know, we're coming back after a year. It's kind of like a reset in, in a way. And it's, you know, we're kicking off the show with a little tribute to the old and to, you know, some of the classics and some great people, uh, you know, that being Keon. And then, hey, here's a new crop of talent that have really kind of like separated themselves and really earned a shot. So I thought it was a really cool um, moment to, to, to blend kind of the, the folks in the past to, the, the people um, and it's like our future, which is really, really cool. But no, there is some really, really solid talent. Um, I think, you know, the big one to, to talk about is um, no role models, that whole group. Um, they've really kind of grabbed their opportunity and have, have really run with it, so far, the, which is awesome. And the big guy that they have with them, Eli Rossi, he was dominant in that battle Royal for a while. I mean, he just, I mean, 
he stood up. He's he stood up to Jeff Hyde. I mean, and and you know Jeff. He's a big guy, and I mean, but they're, Eli's they're, Eli's ready to pounce yeah. on uh, the competition. If anyone saw that, there's there he pounced it and hell out, out of somebody. Outcast put over no role models really big uh, because he raised he raised their hand after the match and you know Outcast he doesn't do that you know yeah. right out he, he but he was like these guys are legit you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have titles soon so and Eli is probably gonna come for your title and I mean <laughs> hey bring him man I need I need some competition and uh, he can try the pounce I'll put his lights out so <laughs> there you go. Now, if I would have been there, which I'm, I'm all the way in West Virginia, the match that I would have wanted to see was uh, the Render Discussion Mikazi against Sadie Blaze. Because I know that that was a match that was like, it's been like a while in the making. So, I mean, Blood how feud. did that match go? Blood feud. <laughs> there's there's a lot of uncertainty there, especially <laughs> like with how, <laughs> how everything kind of went down. Um you know, the, it, it goes back. I mean, if we're being honest, it goes back basically two years ago to when I won the title. Um, you know, me and me and Mikazi or Sadie when he was Mikazi at that time, um, like he was forced to retire uh, mm -hmm. because of the stipulations of that match. Right. Um, and then, you know, out of nowhere, this, the very next show, as he's delivering his kind of retirement speech. The Mikazi the second, I don't know what we're calling him at this point because it's such an anomaly, but uh, he attacks him and this this whole kind of hit and run kind of sequence has happened and uh, lots lots of lots of drama and and then bringing Cindy back into this whole thing has just been it, it was kind of like a no pun intended but a wind of destruction to try to like sort out right so. Uh, so after the after the match was over, you you said that was your first chance to come out of the uh, out of the locker room. You didn't have your title. You it was just you. You stopped Mikazi from walking to the back, and you're just like, was this yeah. was this a comeuppance just to you know or to pay tribute to Sadie or? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, you know when when Mikazi. AKA Sadie had to retire because of our match. Um, he came to me and I gave him my blessing that I would waive that stipulation so he could take care of business. Um, and I think that night was his chance to, Hey, you know what? We started this. You need to finish it. Uh, and if, you know, I was happy to, to kind of help give them the nudge to, to really finish off, you know, that whole and, situation. And, and to, when you revealed the, when the mask came off, that dude is ugly. Let well, me just, first of I mean, all, I mean, did, did it really surprise you that it was a former Dynamo Pro wrestling official that 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 it was? Did did that surprise you, or he, he, it was referee Scott? Just so you know, it was ref, yeah. referee Scott Ramsey was the one that was the one that was under the mask and stole Mikazi's gimmick. So, I mean, did that surprise you, or? You know, I had no idea who it was going to be. Um, there's obviously some sort of backstory there. I hope we can learn about it soon. I just hope that he is smart uh, now that he has already felt the wind of destruction for what it, you know, the original wind of destruction. If he wants to try to come pick a fight with me, he's going to be sorely disappointed with the results. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I I was shocked because I will, you know, there's there's got to be something there, right? Like, I, I don't know what the backstory is, but I'm hoping that we'll all find out. Um, but Sadie deserves to go out on top in his way and how he wants. Uh, and so, you know, for me to be able to kind of um, 
mend fences, so to speak, with him kind of after all the years and after all the kind of uh, turmoil of a relationship that we've had was kind of a cool moment for him to be able to just kind of go out on his his terms. And we'll kind of see where that leads. He's definitely a Midwest Independent Hall of Famer. He, he should be first ballot no matter. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the one thing that, that, that upset me was, of course, you know, Chris Riddell's favorite wrestler, the uh, snitch, you know, obviously he didn't. <laughs> I love talking about the uh, snitch. That's where all that gray hair came from. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, could you ever see yourself facing the uh, snitch, Adrian? Because I know that he's always going after the titles. He, he, yeah, I get tagged in some stuff on social media a lot of times. I've always just kind of held, like, my standard of, hey, man, like, you want a match? Just come, like, ask me nicely. Like, don't, you know, these cryptic tweets and stuff. I'm like, I just come and come, <coughs> come and ask me, man. Like I'm, I'm, I want to face the best. If you feel like I, you're the best, let's go. I, I want to state this. Dynamo Pro Management is not out to get the snitch. I mean... <laughs> Not the at all. Would disagree. Probably, it's been it's been. Not Chris thir- is a fan, so we can't. It, deny. I am not a fan. I am not a fan. There was no speech this time. There was no speech this time because it was, a, he, was he was in a battle royal, so he couldn't he couldn't pontificate. But I I heard about it afterwards, and like you said, I got tagged on social media about something. So. I don't know. I mean, he wants your title. I mean, all he's got to do is ask you. I know you're going to give him a match. So, I mean. Yeah, I never see him. Like, you never, I never see him backstage or any of that kind of stuff. But he talks all this, all this, you know, trash on, on social media. I'm like, bro, like, I, I've told you multiple times. Like, just come come talk to me. Like, we'll go, we'll go. Ma- I'll make the match. Like, you don't even got to work through the management side of things. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's making it hard on himself in some way, shape, or form. What did you think of Ricky Cruz and Super Crazy on on Saturday on Saturday night? I mean, talk about a classic, you know, wrestling match with with two guys that have been in the business for so long. Uh, just had the crowd eaten out of their hands. It was it was a cool moment. I was really excited to be a part of this show just for that. Uh, I've been I've been a fan uh, of Super Crazy as long as I can remember with ECW <laughs> and then eventually WWE. He can still throw that moonsault, though. He's still got that perfect moonsault. He hit Let it twice. Let me tell you, some I mean, of those guys was... <laughs> that look like, man, they ain't going to be able to hit that. Just picture perfect every time. I could I could rattle off names. But just, yeah, seeing that in person was just like, he is he is awesome, man. He is he is something else. And I know before before the break, before everything shut down, we did our show with the with the Roller Girls and the Roller Derby team, and you had a match with Camaro Jackson. Yeah, I, I love mean, that. <laughs> Can we revisit that? Can we can we like do that again? Because that was probably one of my favorite matches of 2020. Not that there was many that I could see sure. live, but that was a great match. That was awesome. Camaro, you guys took it to the limit and Camaro is a very I have a lot it's a lot of love hate with me and him right now after that match. Um mostly mostly love. I I've, I've known him as he's come up and just I to say he's just on on a skyrocket mission to the top of the business right now would be an understatement. Uh the dude's working his tail off. Uh he looks great. He's a young kid. He's, he's the quads. The quads. Quads are yeah, I mean he, can't he, uh, he has quads for days. 
But uh, I mean, to, to say we beat the holy hell out of each other. Like, I can't really like I, there's no other way to put it. If you were there, if you watch the match, you can hear it. Um, that match were, has to be I, I was I sore you, as hell for days after. I was going to say, um, how, many, how many days afterwards were you sore for? <laughs> very. Oh, quite a few. Well, and, and you know, you've seen me before. I'm I'm uh, I'm pasty white, dude. I don't hide that fact. If you blow wind on me, it leaves a mark. So you can imagine what a dude that big freaking hit me as hard as he can would would do to a due to the uh, due to my body. Which, uh, but it, I mean, to be honest though, <laughs> I think it brought the best out of both of us. Um, and you know, if I got to be the bigger man, he was better than me for three seconds on that night. If we were to do a rematch, I guarantee that doesn't happen again. Uh, but I want that match badly. <laughs> I, I I knew I knew it was a, after that match you're like oh, I can't wait for the rematch because because right now he has the bragging rights and he's the D1 champion you know you you would think that the the heavyweight champion would want the bragging rights and you know I just it, it was it was one of my favorite matches of 2020 not that I, like I said not that I saw many live matches in 2020 but that was that was a high definitely a highlight absolutely I enjoyed it because. I mean, I was there covering both the roller derby and the Dynamo Pro Show, but I remember, whether it be a day or two before the show, Adrian, I had you on back before I-70 Sports became a big company, conglomerate. It was right. just a podcast. I remember I had you on, and we were talking about that upcoming match with Kamara uh, Jackson and everything, and, I mean, you were pretty much hyped for that. You were excited. I know uh, – like you said earlier, you do have that deep respect with Camaro Jackson, but I know you got to – I remember those red marks after that event, and let me tell you, I know you're you're looking for some payback on those because I'm going to tell you, that that those chops last for days, man. Like, holy mackerel, that, that shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he hits like a truck. Um, but I think that kind of hypes, hypes you up to, to do the same thing, and you can just hear it in that arena, the, the reactions. It was great. But I mean, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Like, I have had quite quite you know I've had a hell of a hell of a time as the champion. Uh, a little over two years now. There's only one blemish on that record that I haven't rectified, and that's him. So it, it, that's coming. I don't know when. I don't know how, but it's coming. Um, and I think he probably knows that too. Um, it's it's gonna happen. Is there anybody else that? you feel like not so much maybe a blemish on your record over these past couple of years, but somebody you'd like to face. Cause like you said, I mean, no, you, you're always looking for the best. You're always looking for the top challengers, somebody who wants to step up to the plate and, you know, looking at some of the guys you've had in the faced off against in the past, you know, Ace Hawkins, Mike outlaw, uh, Jimmy LaFleur shadows. I mean, you've gone up against this top competition, but is there anybody out there that you really haven't gone up against yet, or if not in a long time, that you feel you need to face? You know, I think there's going to be some new faces that come into Dynamo over the course of the next year that I'm really excited to see how they evolve and, and make a name for themselves. So um, there's a couple there that I'll kind of hold to the chest and kind of move on from there. But um, I think Camaro's at the top of the list because that's got to be rectified. And to be honest, he's earned, he's earned a shot. 
And I know who I personally would want you to see to see you face, and I've wanted to see it for a long time. But and so hopefully it happens. I want to see you and Ricky Cruz go one on one. Yes. Honestly, my, my my thoughts go back to the old like the glory Dynamo days from like 2013, 14, 15, and there was that trifecta of a rivalry uh, between Mike Outlaw, who me and him had that storied rivalry over the last year. Uh, Ricky Cruz, we ha- we still have yet to face off. I think that would establish my reign if I could defeat him as well. And then I'll just throw Jake Durden out there for, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to, if we can make that happen uh, and, and we could, we could see that match. Uh, but just looking back, like if I can, I, I, I take great pride in the work that I put in and um, the reign that I have, there was that kind of golden period of dynamo where those three were going at it. Just, just there, cutthroat. Yeah. There, there, if, I could, if I could overcome those three pillars, that would establish myself, and, and that's there, what there I'm was, here to do. Uh, I told Ricky last week there was an eight, eighteenth, eighteen to two year period where there was not where the only champions were either Outlaw, Cruz, or Durden, and mm-hmm. it just it yeah. it just. I mean, and you talk about chops from Camaro. You've seen Ricky Cruz throw chops. I don't know if you really. I mean. <laughs> I'll say this: I've been in the ring multiple times with Too Tough Tony. I think I think I can at least maybe weather the storm from Ricky Cruz. Uh, I won't run away. We'll just put it that way. I won't run away. I don't expect you to. It's gonna look like a car wreck on my chest afterwards. It's, that's, I'm I'm gonna walk in there knowing that. But if I got that title over my shoulder at the end, that's all that matters. Uh, one question: If you could, I know you're you're the heavyweight champion, and you're concentrating on that. But if you had to go after the tag titles and could pick one partner, who would you pick? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I I look at guys that uh, that I've had over the course of the years that I've I've matched up with in the ring and everything. Um, I think there's some really solid talent in Dynamo and in, in other spots that I've been. Um, I think me and Camaro would be an interesting one. There's that there's that thing there where uh, you know I've got kind of the experience and he's got that kind of just young bull kind of just attitude. I think we could run through some people and really be a problem. Um, you know, another guy that's that uh, that's going to be you know uh, hopefully debuting here soon. Uh, that that we're basically we're going to be a tag team and things kind of got changed up uh, at a different promotion. But uh, his name's LVK. Um, he and I have been kind of locked in a rivalry for years and years and years to the point where we kind of just had this mutual respect and kind of wanted to, to take on the world as a tag team. Um, that could happen. You know, that could be this could be something that we look back on of, hey, this kind of planted the seeds for something. But uh, Camaro, I think, would be a really cool, interesting one uh, just because I don't I honestly you put us on both sides of the ring. I don't know who beats us. Just throwing just throwing that out there. Um but the uh, there, there, LVK is another really good one that you know we've been we've been had a rivalry in Missouri, Kansas City, uh, St. Louis, obviously Illinois, uh, all over the Midwest. Uh, so that would be something interesting as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I know you had a rivalry for a while up in other promotions about with the Agents of Chaos, and obviously Big Vic is out for a while. And uh, Shadow, would you like to take on Xavier Shadows? Or does he's now called just Shadows? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, he and I faced off, uh, you know, about four or five months before the pandemic. But he is definitely there's something different about him. Like when I saw his their match on Saturday, um, and I know it was under a very weird circumstances that he teamed with Outcast. 
but there's just, I don't know. There's just something different. I don't know. Like maybe you see it too. There seems to be a little edge, or there's something. There's he's, something off about him. Uh, and he's always I feel like had a screw loose anyway. Maybe the screw <laughs> finally came out, and and now we're seeing you know what's locked in there. Um, but there's yeah, there's something different there, and I'm interested to see what that would be. I'm totally up for a rematch. Uh, you know, I'll take on all comers. I don't really care who. Um, and I know there's a lot of guys, especially now that we've reset, are going to be gunning for the different championships. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you're going to turn down anybody. If anyone, if, if like you said, nah. like with the snitch, if anyone wants a match, just come ask. Honestly, you know? just ask, I man. Mean, like, let's, well, let's do it. I mean, imagine oh. we could see Adrian Sose against Jackal. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I have to ask you, Adrian. So I think my next one. All right, here we go. Being the heavyweight champion, yep. You know, obviously, you're the top dog when it comes to Dynamo Pro. What I want to ask you is, you know, Chris was talking earlier, and you were talking earlier about the new crop of rookies that are at the dojo, and how it's yep. an impressive class of rookies. On top of that, yep. do you feel as the champion, you have any type of veteran leadership responsibility to that crop of rookies? Absolutely. I, honestly, if you don't. Uh, I don't know why you're in the business because uh, you're only in it for yourself. I think at that point, I think the whole point of, of being a, a guy, an established guy and someone that's had success is because you kind of know what you're doing and you're a good resource for others. So it was kind of cool. Uh, it was kind of like this um, pigeons in Central Park kind of situation. So, you know, a couple of the rookies came up and talked, started talking to me, asking about a couple of things. One guy was a little nervous, yada, yada. And it's like, sure enough, like I keep, I talk a little bit. We ask some questions, talk a little bit. And then sure enough, like two rookies becomes three, becomes four, becomes five. And just like this whole circle kind of comes around. Um, it's just really cool to be able to do that. And I think, you know, guys should take pride in, in doing that. Uh, I think that old school mentality of figure it out on your own and, you know, we'll beat you up for a little while. Like that's, that's gone and, and, and unacceptable at this point. Um, and, and I think being, being, uh, you know, encouraging people to, 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 go out there to do their best to learn. Um, that's the only way that we're going to get better. And it also, I think that's how we make better shows too, because if the, if the younger guys know that some of the veterans are going to watch and give feedback and try to help them out, they're going to be yeah. that much more willing to I, go I, out there. I did know, I did notice on Saturday that for most of the matches after the battle Royal, if you looked over to the left, over to where you know where the audio table was and everything, it was pretty much a full house. There was it was everybody. It was everybody watching. They watched. I think think they watched the whole third, second half of the show. Uh, the tag match. The tag match. I know. I know they all were watching your match and they were watching the Ricky Cruz Super Crazy match. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they were there for the Camaro match too, since Camaro is kind of the. <sighs> I guess you would say the, he's, the father he's their guy, man. Yeah, he's their guy. He's more than just their quad father. He's kind of their their he, ring father, he, kind of him, in a way. Him, him and him and Outlaw and to 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 Sadie as well. They they've they've got these this crop of rookies. They they got them believing in themselves, you know. And that's important. And I think that's why they're so good too. I think you know, I, I I just if any of them are out there like we don't just say that just because we're, you know, oh, we got guys we want to, you know, make sure we we we're we're kind of giving them props because they're doing some really great things. You know, they're watching, they're listening, they're asking. Um I love working with with newer and younger guys just because uh, I like to, to be able to help the guys that are really hungry and want to help themselves. And, and I, I'm a part of, you know, Dynamo has been great. And I'm a part of some other shows, too, where I see rookies and newer guys that are asking questions and watching matches and wanting to get better. And I see other guys, you know, 
that just think they know everything already. And, you know, I'm not one to just bury those guys or get mad at them or anything like that. But, you know, I'm not as willing to help them if they're not willing to help themselves. And I think those are the people that we should focus on. And, and Dynamo's crop of talent is fantastic because they want to get better. And I, and I also know that if you if you saw something as you were watching a match, if you saw something that, hey, maybe you could just do this instead, you know, take it you could take it to the next level. So, and, and I know you're willing to help people out and just like, just like everybody is, you know, I, I can't 100%. tell you how, I can't tell you how many times I go back to the locker room and as the ring announcer, I'm here. I, I see all the matches. So they're like, how did it look? How did it look? How did it look? How did it look? You know? And, and I tell them, I was like, it looked good. You could have done that. You know? I mean, I guess that's just because I'm out there the whole time and I see, I see everything. So, I mean, I mean, I've talked to you about habit sure. to get into. Um, talk- and I'll, I'll still do it too. Yeah, I, you've come up to me many times. You're like, "So what'd you think?" I'm like, "Oh, it was all aw- that was awesome." I mean, it, it told the story. So it's just that's what's that's what's missing is it's it seems like sometimes it's more of a spot fest than a than a than a storytelling thing. Yeah, I really agree with that. So, all right, Joe, I'm done you talking. Got anything you want to add? <laughs> Man, you know, it's just, it's just been freaking awesome having you on. Like, you've been on this podcast multiple times, and <laughs> just, you know, you know you're, you're always well, welcome on to the podcast. And I'm just, just excited to see what's next for Adrian Silvers. Like, who's going to be next? Like, like whether it's you against Kamaro or you against Ricky Cruz or maybe even a triple threat. Wow. Stack them up. I'll lay them down. It's all good, man. Man, man, imagine Adrian Surge's chest if it was Ricky Cruz and Romero Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, Jim, y'all are Jim, y'all are wishing me Jim, wishing Jim, me. Uh... Jay Doden against Ricky Cruz against Kamaro against Adrian Surge. There Ooh, you go. man. Let's, let's all right. So uh, it was nice knowing Adrian. So. over here. There we go. Uh, Look at you. I'm the, talk about it. That's a banger. You want? <laughs> all right. Let's make it happen, Chris. Make it happen. Um, we got Booker <laughs> on our hands over here with Nightmare Jones, folks. But if folks, you're tuning in to the Wrestle Talk podcast with the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion Adrian Surge. It is fantastic having you on. You know your two-year title reign, and I, I have one last question I have to ask you cool, uh, before we probably transition to the shoot and shout segment of our show. So. You know, the pandemic was, in an understatement, hell. That is the bare understatement of this pandemic. What kept you going through these, through the tough times of the in between the last Dynamo Pro show last year and the one just this past Saturday? What kept you, you know, in your shape, kept you going, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened just kind of in my own personal life uh, that I had to kind of overcome. So yeah, to say it was hell. Yeah, at times it absolutely was. Um, I think there's there's some there's some uh, new training things and uh, other activities that I've kind of implemented that have really, I think, kept me focused. Uh, but when I really, I think, kind of got over the hump of everything and really kind of got you know, I be, I'm in a little bit better shape now. I was able to, you know, knock a few pounds off and, and kind of get into a better zone. I think just getting ready to like reinvent myself. Uh, you know, what can I do differently? What's going to be a little bit different this time around? How am I going to evolve? How am I going to be better? Um, 
and I think doing that has really helped my my training and all that stuff. But uh, you know, taking care of the mental health is the is the biggest piece, man. Uh, you know, uh, if, if you if you can get a a lot of I, just speak for myself, like I don't always kind of keep myself in the uh, the best. And by the time that I'm kind of off the rails a little bit, uh, you know, it, you, you feel it, man. Like in, in, in I think in the pandemic, we all felt a little bit of that. Um, so you know, keeping that uh, kind of in the forefront of my mind, and you know, moving forward, that helped my training so much. Uh, so I, I, I'm a, I'm hyped as hell. Uh, I've been, you know, imagining and looking at different scenarios in my mind about, you know, what I want to do when we got back. And now that we're finally back, it's like, all right, all this paid off. So, um, I think just keeping focus, uh, working on your, your own, uh, your body and your mind and all that stuff, I think has really helped. Uh, and there's guys that have been able to do that and there's guys that are still working through that, which is, which is awesome. It, 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 it really was great to hear the crowd when I came out at the very beginning to be like, you know, it's been 15 months since we had a show. And I'm like, it's been 15 months and I can't wait to say this, uh, you know, Glenn Carbon, how's everybody doing tonight? And then everyone gets all crazy. And, you know, I just I, it, just, it just it just felt good to be a part, you know, I mean, everyone was social distance and mask wearing, but they, they still brought the energy. You could still feel you could still feel it. So, oh, yeah. There's nothing like it, man. Just waiting a year to hear that crowd going, it, it was totally worth it, and it, it it got me going. And to be honest, it was it was one of it was a cool match. It was a good night, and um, I'm looking forward to the next one as we was, really was get that, back. Just things. real quick, was that your first match back, or did you have a match? Prior second, to I had uh, I had the second show back. I've had a few matches. Uh, I've really wanted to kind of test myself uh, <laughs> physically. So the first show back, I actually did three matches. Uh, oh, uh, it was, it was a good, it was a fun one. Yeah, it was, it was, but you know, I, I wanted to be ready, uh, as you know, coming back as dynamo champ and you know, I'm gonna be on a show with Ricky Cruz and super crazy. I got to be able to pull my own weight, man. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that was my second, second show back, uh, first title defense. I'm excited for what's next. And I don't think that's the la- I don't think that's the last you're going to hear from Ben Trust. Ben Trust is going to be back in there. He's going to he's going to be back in the ring with you. So I just 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 so you know. So I mean he he took it to you. <laughs> hey, trust me when I say this. He he can go. He can go. There is there is a bright future for that for that guy. Uh, he took he took me to the limit. He you know man, there's nobody that's really forced me away from my my uh, my lights out finishing spinebuster man. But he uh, he forced me to go a different route. So hey, I got to give him props for that. So I think overall the uh, future isn't just bright for Benjamin Trust, but I also think it's bright for Dynamo Pro Wrestling as a whole. So absolutely, look forward to seeing that. Well, gentlemen, you all ready for for the shooting shout? Yeah, let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the shoot and shout segment here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. For about sixty or so seconds, each one of us will be—how do I word it? Saying whatever the hell we want, what's on our mind, whether it be good, bad, or ugly. And we're going to start with the OG of the WTP himself, Nightmare Jones. Oh man, what can I talk about? Like this. I guess that that my 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 shooting shout this week it doesn't really have anything to do. Actually, you know what it does. It does have to do with 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 pro wrestling, and that's the fact that every time that I go out to the ring, Joe Lance gets booed, and I don't know why I get booed, but I get booed every I- time I come out to the ring. It is absolutely 
talking about me uh okay chris you wanna you wanna go next my friend i just want to say how great it like i i've said this probably way too many times tonight but it was absolutely great walking out of the curtain last last uh last show the the show saturday night for the first time in 15 months it just it felt good the energy was there i could just feel it in my i mean i kind of had goosebumps i had a tear in my eye when they were talking about the about keon because miss that dude so much he's so awesome but it just was great to see the fans again i can't wait till we do it again i know we're working on some things so i can't wait so it just it pumped me up saturday saturday pumped me up awesome 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 i can totally believe that and i look forward to what they're going to do in the future well for me let's see what do i got in store Okay, here we go. So with this pandemic, like I said to Adrian earlier, to say it's been hell is an understatement. And we still are not finished. Yes, things are opening back up. Yes, there's a little sense of normalcy. Professional wrestling shows are going back. Stadiums are going to full capacity. Or unless you're a Texas Rangers fan, I guess full capacity is about 300 people. But... My biggest thing is you got to continue to play it safe, folks. You have to play it safe. Get vaccinated if you can. Wear a mask where they recommend. Because we're still not through this just yet. And this is from someone who works in a nursing home and has seen a lot of good people suffer because of it. And we're finally going to start, you know, we're starting to do activities again. We're starting to be able to eat in a dining room again, something they haven't done in a year. The fact they haven't done this in a year. It's wonderful. This isn't me being angry. This is me being genuine to those out there that aren't taking it seriously like they should. I'm asking you all the bottom of my heart, take this seriously, get vaccinated and play it safe because we got to get through this together and each person will make an impact. And that's my thoughts on it. And now for our featured guest, Adrian, it's on you, my friend. All right. Um, Well, kudos to what everybody has said so far. Um, I think kind of just to play off of all that, you know, there's, you know, things opening up. We still want to be smart. We still want to be considerate of others. But with those opportunities, with sports, with, you know, maybe other uh, in, in-person activities and opportunities, pro wrestling, for instance, uh, since that's what we talk about here, 
um, you know, let's be smart, but let's also like, let's, let's enjoy everything. And, uh, you know, um, we've had, you know, a hell of a, hell of a last 12 months. We've probably still got a little bit more ahead. Um, we're really focusing on on the the emotion and the storytelling and everything with pro wrestling. You know, that's an escape for everything in in the real world, uh, and I think that's something that we can all enjoy. There's so much great content out there. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, you know one of the more mainstream companies, whether you're more independent wrestling, whatever it is, there's something out there for everybody. Let's let's support each other. Let's keep positive thoughts, positive uh, energy out there. Uh, everybody wants to bash something that they don't like instead of promoting the things that they do like. Um, I think that's something as a whole wrestling society we can change and, and make better. Um, but let's come out of this as we really fire right back up and all these companies and all these people are really excited and getting back in the full swing of things. Uh, let's promote what we love. Let's, you know, let's promote each other. Let's be supportive and let's let's stop bashing a little bit as much. Uh, if you don't like something, don't watch it. Uh, if you do like something, promote it. Help someone else maybe find something, find an outlet, find something that you want. Um, but the emotion and the storytelling is why we all love pro wrestling. And I think when we when we find those things that uh, that touch us, that's where we where we can really uh, find entertainment, find an escape from all the craziness, uh, and we can all be better uh, as a as a whole wrestling society and just a society in general. So that's my that's my stuff. Amen on that one. Well said. Well, before we head to a commercial break, I have to ask Adrian, where can the folks find you on social media? Where can they keep chase and see the amazing lights out champion you are? All right. If you want more lights out in your life, um, I am on Facebook. There's a like page. You might get lucky and be allowed to me as a friend. Not not 100% sure where I'm at there. Um, Twitter at Adrian Surge. Instagram, same thing. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well where I, I upload some matches and different things. If you want to get a, a look of anything that Dynamo or any other places that I'm working at is doing. Uh, really cool stuff. Happy to interact with anybody. Uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate the platform. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, my friend. And I look forward, whether it be on a podcast with I-70 Sports or just back here on the good old Wrestle Talk podcast. I look forward to it, as does these wonderful co-hosts by my side. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, y'all. Y'all are fantastic. Love Thanks. coming on here. Absolutely. Anytime. Ladies and See gentlemen, you, Dynamo Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Lights out, Adrian Surge, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night and be well. Absolutely. Take care, y'all. You as well. All wow. Right. Well, that was Adrian Surge, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. Absolutely. And Chris, I, mean, just... I want to thank you for being on for the first hour with that Adrian yeah. Surge interview. Absolutely. Loved having you with us alongside. Oh, it. I, it's two weeks in a row, Jeremy. We're, they're going to start talking, you know. And I was going to say, two weeks, we're, two weeks in a row. Yeah, uh, I, I, ho I, ho I hope that you get to take a week off next week. You know, you, you've been working, you've been working hard for the company. So I was going to say three weeks in a row for me. So I'm kind of, I'm feeling it, but I'm, I'm hoping Night Owl makes it back next week. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? Oh, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joey's face is just great. Joe's gonna go over there and whoop your ass. I'm telling you. Can we go to break? <laughs> can, can, can we go to break now? Yeah, we can go to break. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm the Maestro and Nightmare Jones. We'll be right back on the Russell Talk Podcast with Chad Clark. So stick around. Return of the D was imminent. Step into the mic, it's like a brand new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't fuck with me. I'm stepping out the shadows. I'm walking overloaded. I'm ready to explode. I lost all self-control. Setting your skills like Highlander. One slide, he's in. I watch your head roll. It's a lyrical kamikaze when I unload on the mic. I'm in and everything I see. It's destruction on sight. Most it sound like a track with no bass. That's a dead beat. Me on the other hand, I'm shattering the concrete. Breaking down the doors, the most and enemies within the opportunities. It's survival. I ain't going nowhere. I got immunity. More calculated, doing devastating and ever. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Drew, and I am the co-founder and owner of Cold Meal Productions, and you are listening to the absolute best wrestling podcast there is on the internet, and if you're here, you are lucky that you found it. It is time for Wrestle Talk with Joe and Renee. And I guess we also have to add the one and only Hardcore Hoss, who absolutely kicks ass behind the boards. He does. Like, without a doubt, the show would be nothing without you. Like, without a doubt. And I, we, not just I, but we greatly appreciate all the work you have done to help get us to the point we are at. I mean, Joe, you know as well as I do, there's just a point where we were just holding the phone right here speaking into it and just hoping we don't cut out. That's right. But now here we are on StreamYard, man. I mean, and it's not just thanks to Hardcore Hoss. I also have to recognize the amazing sponsors 
that play a amazing part into the success and continued success of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And they are Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and of course, the FWWC. And before we introduce our next guest, I want to give a special shout out, you know, because this isn't an angry one or even just something I need to bring up. This is something as far as, you know, telling people they need to do something. This goes out to a dear friend of mine. His name's Jacob Apple. He and his wife, Kayla, are expecting a child this December. And I wanted to give a major shout out to them. I love them to death. They're the world to me. You know, I've known Jacob since high school football, our high school football days. So we've come a long way. You know, he's out there in the Casey area making a difference in students' lives. So to you, Jacob and Kayla, um, from the bottom of my heart, Mazel Tov, and I hope to see you guys soon. Congratulations. With that, are you guys ready for Chad Clark? I am ready. I am All righty. <clears throat> Got to clear the throat for the introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the owner of IPO Sports Marketing, which is based out of Baltimore, Maryland. It is a sports marketing company, as you could already guess, and he specializes in autographs and conventions. All he wants is to provide fans with their chance to meet their favorite wrestlers. Now, where could you go wrong with that? Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure, as well as Nightmare Jones's pleasure, to welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, the one, the only, Chad Clark. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, Wonderful. On, How man? are you? How you been? <sighs> Stressed already, and we're four and a half months out from the next convention, and the other one's not even two weeks old, so it's uh, been man, go, go, I go am, already. I am telling you, when I saw you at the convention, you were like running around with like a chicken with your head cut off. Somebody asked you how you were doing, and you said, ask me at like three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was uh, a couple months in the making, and then like the morning was like like a like a track meet. They hit the gun and I ran all day. And then uh, when, once it was over, it was like instantly over. So it was good. It was a good day. Everybody had a good time. And we had no problems, really. So it was good. Yeah. So uh, what uh, what made you want to, to get in, into the uh, uh, sports marketing, you know, the amenabilia side of things? Well, I guess like most people in the business, they started as a collector. So. You know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid, teenager, I was always at the stadium, at the hotels, wherever I could find somebody to sign something, I was there. So it's been a long time. I started when I was a kid, so it's been 30-plus years doing it. That's cool. Like, And you 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 don't just do, like, wrestling stuff, but you you do autograph stuff with, uh, with football players, basketball players. You know, Jeremy, he's a big uh, sports sports. Absolutely. So you know that that that's his type. That's his type of uh, of thing. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we have uh, we have a few Oriole players exclusively for autographs and memorabilia. We do a lot of signings with Ravens players, uh, retired Hall of Famers in baseball, football, singers, yeah. actors. We did some people from the Bronx Tale. So we do a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 
Joe's right. I'm a big uh, sports aficionado. I've been kind of on an eBay kick. I, I hate to say, but I like to say getting a bunch of uh, graded sports cards. The one I'm holding right now is a Shaquille O'Neal rookie card in mint condition. So, uh, yeah. Cards I've been are real hot of, right now. They are. I'm telling you, oh. I got a whole stack. I mean, over there, others are in my condo that moon. But it's nice that, like I said, you know, you're in the introduction. I mentioned that you have this big goal of not just with these conventions, but just in general of getting fans to be able to meet those that they admire, whether it be sports athletes or professional wrestlers. So I wanted yeah. to ask, what brought you to that point where you wanted to make an impact this way? Well, like I've been to some events where they weren't ran, ran very well or, you know, I wasn't happy or, you know, the athlete was, you know, just not good or just something about it wasn't good. And I kind of wanted to take something away from that and make it my own and make something where, you know, I can do my best to make sure that the fan, the athlete, you know, everyone attending has a good day. So that's what I'm doing now. So like I did my first wrestling convention uh, two weeks ago and uh, oh, it tore off. Like I've been to several. So I said, I can do this. And I did one and. We got one on our belt, and we're working on the second one, and it's already great names already, and we're not even starting. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've got to ask you know, how did you get in touch with like like all these 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 big names? Did 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 you just shoot out to everybody you could possibly think of and just go with whoever agreed? Or well, I got a lot of friends that are like agents, or you know, run small indie promotions or big indie promotions, and nice. you make relationships. So like you know. Hey, I know this guy. Hey, I know that guy. Or, you know, now a lot of the wrestlers are calling me directly. Like, you know, for the first convention, I had a few guys call me and ask me, hey, can I come in? Can I get a table? And I was like, sure. So, yeah, man, you had the uh, likes of you had Demolition, which was one of my favorites. As soon as I saw Demolition, I was like, I've got to be there. So you had Demolition, you had Kevin Nash, Nick Aldis, uh, man, Lance Archer, uh, uh, let's see here. You had uh, Enzo. You had the Rock and Roll Express. Wow. <laughs> we had we had guys from seventies, eighties, current guys, Hall of Famers. You know, you know, people that were just over. And we had a guy that played Jason in Friday the Thirteenth was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this time we're gonna we're gonna. I don't want to give up too much, but we're gonna we're gonna explode way bigger and than I, the first one. I already know. I already know. Like you've you've got Tugboat coming there. You've 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 got uh Wendy Richards gonna be there. I mean you've got Chelsea Green that's gonna be there. Soldier Slaughter's just been announcing you always announcing bigger and bigger, bigger people. I'm 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 just just waiting for you to announce like Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker and I'm like <laughs> I'm I would like, love to be able to announce those guys. <laughs> right. Would, we have Nick, we have Kurt Angle is going to be here next time already. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm going to be announcing tomorrow, but I'll put it out here now. Um, we uh, are going to do a crab feast with Jimmy Seafood the night before the event. We're going to have uh, some, you know, just general mission to the crab feast, and we're going to have VIPs where a wrestler will sit at your table. You can have dinner with a wrestler, nice. and uh, we're going to wow. and the VIPs. The VIP is going to be a wrestler at your table, and you'll get 30 minutes early admission to the convention. That's so. awesome. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to get that. That that's that that's 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 freaking awesome. That 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 is definitely worth the the, the price it, yeah. it itself. So, who would you say is is the biggest celebrity that you've 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 had that I've met? 
Yes, you. I met, met Donald David. Trump. Oh, <laughs> I got no, stuff. I got, met Donald Trump. We got got a likable one. I've met John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Denzel Washington, <laughs> Michael oh, Denzel, Jordan. Uh, That's pretty cool. Undertaker. Wow. So yeah, man. Like I said, I've been doing this about thirty years. So yeah, There's I've been in, Muhammad in, Ali. Wow, Muhammad Ali. What? Wow. No way. Yeah. That's really oh. amazing, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I met some pretty good ones. Yeah, I could definitely tell. Yeah, that that convention was my first ever wrestling con con convention, and I got my AEW title signed by so many different people. And now I'm just like, I can't wait for the next one because I gotta get more autographs. Like I'm. <laughs> like I said, what I want to do each time is like, if we have you know we have 55 people the first time, I'm not gonna have that many people. But, like, I want to have always, you know, different people trying not to have the same people if I can help it to keep new, mm -hmm. fresh faces coming in, keep you guys happy, you know, and, and just keep growing and having a bigger convention each time. That's the goal. So, right. Exactly. exactly. And that's the slogan. It's for the fans. So, like, anything we can do, like, you know, I'm open to suggestions. Like, that we knew that we, for a first time convention, we had a few things that we can work on. So, like, immediately the very next business day, I wrote down, you know, everything that I thought was wrong and everything that I could fix. So we're already on top of that. So next time it'll be even a more smooth, you know, experience for everyone. I mean, I, I felt that 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 it it went uh, smooth. The uh, parking was was definitely crazy because you had vendors that were coming. That's in. one of the things. It's it, the parking there is the parking's not that great there. But again, there's parking across the street in the industrial yep. park. But you know, exactly. If, if we can. You know, that we're going to keep working on that. We'll have someone in the main lot and we'll have someone in the, in the lot across the street. I think we're going to try to get maybe um, like a hospitality cart to bring people back and forth and the ones crossing the street. So we're working on that. That works. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the main thing is getting everyone in the door in a timely manner so they can spend right. their, their time, yes. you know, wisely. That is the main thing. I, I see you got a Macho Man hat, the WrestleMania shirt. So obviously you're a wrestling fan. So how long have you been a wrestling fan? Man, since I was a little kid and playing with my LJNs and putting Red Sharpie on their head as blood, and I just always been a wrestling fan. <laughs> so so now I wish I had half of those in in the shape I right, had them in. Right, man. Like, but yeah, I've always been a wrestling fan. Like I like the business, like the characters, the storylines, everything. Mm -hmm. It's an Man. escape. It definitely is. It, it 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 most certainly is. Jeremy, do you have any more questions? I know you have a lot of questions. Yeah. So you know, you mentioned earlier that reason you really one thing evaded you. This is because you went to some other ones that some other conventions. The athletes weren't really that good, um, and just a myriad of other issues that weren't satisfactory. For me, I wanted to ask, has there been any athlete or personality or celebrity that you've had at one of your conventions that didn't, either didn't live up to expectations or just somebody that I guess didn't get the reception that you expected them to? Not really because, um, you know, I talk, so I communicate with the people that I work with. So, like, you know, if they need, like, if they like a certain water, they like, you know, some kind of snack that they want. They, we leave little gifts in the room for them when they check in, you know. So we try to avoid all that. We try to do as much as we can to make them happy as well. 
So, you know, it's kind of a good reflection on my business and my company. So we haven't really. So, you know, we, we, we promoted it as, as best we can. We advertise as many places as we could. So, I mean, so far in Oklahoma, we're good. And if it happens, like, I would want anyone, like a fan or one of the wrestlers, to tell me if they weren't happy or if there's something I could do to make their experience a little better. And see, that's so now, great. That that <laughs> well, good. And that's what that's what you call kind of free promotion, right there. It's saying, hey, look, you want a great experience, guaranteed. You know, go to Chad Clark's conventions where with IPO Sports Marketing. <laughs> um, so we already have for the Baltimore Celeb Fest. We have uh, we have dates for next year. We have October is going to be the last one for 21. So we have oh, three man. dates for next year. We're going to do three next year. We're going to do January, May again, and October again. Nice. Okay. So. Nice. Is, is there any, I mean, obviously, you know, it runs the gamut as far as who you would love to have there. Has there ever, has there been a, whether it be an athlete or celebrity that you've actively tried to get at one of these conventions but whether it be due to scheduling or just some other um, issue, you haven't yet been able to get them to a convention. Yeah, Hogan. Hogan. We've tried. We've tried. A few other guys with conventions have tried. I don't know if what's going to happen. Hopefully, someone gets them. I'll be there. But uh, yeah, we we tried. It just I don't know. The man has a lot of money. He has the beach shop, and people come to see him there. He, he really doesn't have to travel or do anything, so it's kind of like a, an uphill battle. But right. hopefully someone gets to him. Someone offers offers him enough to leave Clearwater. Right. Yeah, that'd be a, definitely a good plus. Okay, so talk about the uh, good old wrestling toys that you kind of sharpied in with blood for the blood and everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, here's, here's the question, because my friend – Tyler, God love him. He has a massive wrestling figure collection with all the big figures, the little ones, the rings, all kinds of stuff. Um, He has a blue blazer sealed in the box uh, wrestling figure. Now, I bring that up because that's one, for example, he would never touch, take out of the box, whatnot. Was there any wrestling figure or any piece of memorabilia or whatnot that you had growing up that was kind of sacred to you, that you had that feeling like, no, I cannot mess with this? No, man, I ripped them all open. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I, when the time, by the time I got into them all, we're talking 85. I was probably 9 or 10, and I didn't know value or anything like that. I just wanted to play with them and make them beat each other up and bust each other open. And No, I ripped them all open. There was nothing yeah. left in the box. And uh, you <laughs> wish that you hadn't. Every one of them would still be in the box. <laughs> I think the Andre the Giant, LJN, and brand new in the wrapper is probably like a thousand bucks. Uh, I had that one. You know, uh, he was bloody. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had a lot. Yeah, uh, ladies mean, and gentlemen, oh, I was gonna say, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm the Maestro. This is Nightmare Jones, and we are here with. The owner of IPO Sports Marketing, based out of Baltimore, Maryland, Chad Clark. Let me tell you, you know, for those that haven't tuned in just yet, if you want to find some real credible conventions, this is the guy you got to go to and you got to check out because I just asked him earlier if he had any bad experiences with any of those he, uh, that haven't appeared at one of his conventions yet. And knock on wood for the future, but so far he has given me the big N-O on that. And that's 
always a positive to hear. Yeah, again, like not to say that it, that won't ever change, but like if if we can help it, we'll bust butt and you know try to get it to, to always stay that way. So you know, guys want to work with us, people want to come to the events, and they're always a good event. Good event. Yeah. So have you ever thought about you know? Uh, but having you know, the the wrestling convention and like having put on like like a wrestling show as well. Stay or? tuned. We have uh, some announcements <laughs> to be making. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> there we Let go. So, yeah, I've been I've been in talks with a, a local promotion and nice. They're gonna there's gonna be some events around town that weekend to kind of make like you know not just come in for the convention. We're gonna have the crab feast Friday night. Okay. The convention Saturday and possibly wrestling matches on Saturday night. So. Okay. Well, now, now I know I'm going to have to take that entire weekend off. Now yes. I know. I would, if I were you, I would take off. And I would start saving some money, too, because... Oh, man. <laughs> not that I, I say I, it's going to be expensive, but it's going to be a I'm nice interested. weekend. I'm really interested on this. I, I spent quite a bit of money at the... Uh, well, good. The, we appreciate it. Let, let appreciate me tell it. you, I spent... I mean, I got quite a few... Let's see. I got Tessa Blanchard. I got... Uh, uh, I got Tessa Blanchard, I got uh, Lance Archer, I got um, Sid Vicious, I got IOS, I got... And that's a rare one. Sid Vicious is a very rare guy to get at a convention, yeah, let me tell you that right you now. You don't know if he's going to show up or not. He, he, he might and he showed. a softball game. <laughs> yeah, he showed, and I mean, he had a very good line all day long. Yep. I would have to say that that show, the biggest lines I saw, there were two. The biggest one... Was the Million Dollar Man and then Kevin Nash? Those were like the two. I heard DiBiase's lines. line was very long, but it I mean, he doesn't do long. a lot here. He doesn't come here too much, so. Yeah, it it was very very. Like very I said, long. I promise you guys, the the lineup this time will definitely blow the last one out of the water from top uh, to bottom. I cannot wait! I cannot wait! <laughs> we have to get you down here, Jeremy. We have to see if we can get you down here. Yeah, guys, I was gonna say I've been to. I mean, I've been to Maryland many times, man. I tell you, and you know, I had friends that used to live out in around Bel Air, Maryland. We went to Baltimore and such. And yeah, you're absolutely right, Joe. I got to Well, not only do I have to go to West Virginia for some wrestling shows, but I do got to go out to Baltimore and uh, get oh, yeah. you know get to one of these conventions, man. I mean, yeah. we have sports conventions out here in St. Louis, so it's convenient for that sake, but. It's a different experience when you go somewhere else, you know, because not everybody can make the same appearance at different places. We were at uh, we were in Tampa WrestleMania weekend at a convention, and it was a bunch of different people, and it was nice. It's definitely different going out of town. Like even we always go to the big event in New York. We go to Albany for WrestleFest, and it's definitely different. So we're going to be at Icons of Wrestling in Philly in September. So we make our rounds as well. Yeah. Well, good. One of the guys I would love to see you guys bring in would, would be, which is probably never going to happen, would would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. But <laughs> yeah, he's another one, man. Like the guy has filthy, a filthy amount of money. Right? He doesn't, you know, he does his podcast. He he uh, does the shows on TV. I think unless it's, I'm thinking unless it's through like WWE access or something like that. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I would love for it. I would. I mean, I would love for it to happen. <laughs> so, in in all your years of, of doing, you know, going to conventions and stuff, have you ever came across a, a, a celebrity that you just didn't really like? Like, you were just like, this dude's like a joke. Or... 
Um, did say Donald there, Trump that was there. <laughs> there was there was some, but like I don't want to, you know, as a promoter, I may have to work with somebody one day, but, and I don't right. want to have them going back to foot and saying. In 2021, you were in a podcast and you said I was a, an asshole. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. That's understandable. There, there, there is, is some, but man, so, so I, I gotta know the day of, of the show. How was were your nerves? Because I know that. Oh like, man, it was it was awful. Like I didn't sleep the night before, so I slept maybe I know, three hours. I, I was up imagine. early. I got over there like the venue. Had like volleyball before we got to go in, mm-hmm. so we had to kind of wait for that to finish. So this time, we have the building the whole time ourselves. Nobody before, nobody after. So, but it nice. was my nerves were a wreck. I was sweating. I was like, I felt nauseous. I just wanted everything to be good. Like you know, I worked so hard to get it that way. So once we got the doors open and got people in, like it, was, it subsided it was, a little bit, but yeah. it was still nonstop up until the minute it was, it was over. It was smooth sailing. Like the the lines, you didn't really have to wait long for the lines. It, it was smooth sailing. Like I, I I gotta say, it was definitely it it was a good uh, good e- 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 event. I'm so this time we're we're our capacity is going to be double what it was last time. Nice. So that's why we're going to have a little bit less guests, so we can kind of keep the line flow the way it was the first time. Mm-hmm. So and our headliners are going to be way bigger than the last time, so we're going to need line space for sure. Nice, nice. I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. I, yeah. I definitely, definitely. I can't. I can't post or or advertise yeah, until the contract signed, but I would love to right? throw a name out right now. And I know my ticket sales would sell out in about a week. <laughs> but I wait, and I'm going to. You know, I want everybody to enjoy the build up of the the guys being announced and. Oh yeah, and, and it, like the the thing at Jimmy's, and you know maybe maybe wrestling matches after. So we want to give everyone like the full experience if we can. Absolutely, man. That's so. What exactly goes 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 into doing these conventions? Like, I mean, you know, like like how do you like 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 prep for it? <laughs> like now, I have a I, I had a, uh, a composition book last time for the for the first one. Like things I needed, you know, guests. Uh, flights for my people that I was bringing in, vendors, if they pay for their tables, wh- who they were bringing, where I was going to sit them in the room, a DJ, uh, everything. It was, it was, it's just like, I mean, I, I was been married before, so it was kind of like planning a wedding, what? seating chart. <laughs> this one can't be next to this one, and these guys don't like each other. So it was a lot, man. Like, and I mean, it's rewarding at the end of the day. Like when it was over, I was like, man. It was a good day. Everyone was happy. Absolutely. Uh, the fruits maybe, of my labors came out. So maybe next time uh, the Investor Talk podcast can have 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 their own table there. Yeah, you never know. I'll, sure. I'll be in touch. With all these cards, never know. Let me know. <laughs> I will be in 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 touch, man. It's just. I appreciate you guys having me on a lot. Oh, it's our pleasure. Oh, it's, it's, it's a great thing you're doing. It really is because, you know, for Joe and I, for example, you know, you know, we're longtime wrestling fans. So it's kind of that cool pleasure seeing the wrestlers that we grew up watching. Right. But then you look at, you know, little kids that go to these events, to these conventions and whatnot, and – they're real life superheroes. These wrestlers and celebrities in general are like real life superheroes to them. Yeah. And for them to be able to see them, oh, excuse me, those are the type of memories that 
they'll remember the rest of their life. And for you yep. to be able to play a big role in that, I mean, yeah, you'll probably think to yourself, man, I'm doing a good thing, but I don't think you'll ever get the, the how do the word, the grasp the reality of how much of a positive impact you're making on people. So major. I remember as a kid, you know, like trying to meet these people. So some of these people and, not always were they nice. So like, you know, for them, they, the kids now to be able to go into a convention, enjoy it. No one be nasty or mean to them. And for them to get a good experience is kind of super rewarding for me. So I don't, they don't have to worry about having a bad experience. Yeah. My, my freak, me growing up, you know, I, I was an old school uh, wrestling fan. So like demolition was always my favorite tag team. So they're great guys. Able- just being able to, to, to get the autograph and hold on a second. I got to show you something real quick. Oh, so uh, demolition action figures are kind of hard to uh, come by, but I ended up paying like $200 for this thing. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are very hard to find. These are very hard to find, and the fact that I have an autograph by Demolition is like absolutely amazing. It's something that I'm is change. Not... It's something I'm I saw someone with the ultimate rare Rock and Roll Express ones like that, unsigned. Yeah. They're worth they're four hundred bucks, not signed. Wow! If you can find That's... them, they're like four hundred bucks. Somebody That's... brought them up and had them signed. It was pretty oh, cool I to can see guarantee them. You. I can guarantee you. Man, they, they, they had people there with with, 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 their, with their belts and like, man, it was just great being around, you know, wrestling fans and, you know, and it, it's got to be good to like see the, the smile on like all these fans' faces and especially the uh, kids, you know, seeing them meet, you know, the, the, the idols like, you know, Tessa Blanchard or Lance Archer or... or uh, you know, Nick Aldis. So, I mean, so how's that feel to see the, the kids' faces like light up when, when they get to meet their, their favorite wrestlers? Not even the kids, man. Even to see adults, women, children. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. It's a good feeling. Like, it, it makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, exactly. I like it. And people exactly. that email me or text me after the fact and thank me. And then a few of my friends congratulate me on a good event. Like, it was awesome. It made me want to, you know, keep doing this so we are we're gonna keep doing them until nobody comes out exactly hardcore house do you have any questions or are you just relaxing tonight i am just here in case we need anything from the soundboard well we're about to need something from the soundboard soon i'll tell you that much because it's almost that time and hopefully I do good this time because I haven't the past two times I've competed. <laughs> uh, that's right, C-Chan. What I didn't tell you was that at, at the end of the podcast, we always do a uh, WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. So you, oh, get to be, you get to do a little bit of trivia tonight with Against the, me. the land of myth and, and the, the, uh, the legend the maestro. So hopefully you're you're ready for that. It's it's not going to be too uh, tough for you though. No, I'm ready. I'm down. All right. Absolutely. I'm ready. Absolutely. So unless you anything you want to ask Joe, I'm ready to roll. Um, I would say okay. Uh, my last question is: if there was anybody that you could bring in that's like not 
you know, like Hulk Hogan, you know, in, anybody that that's actually reachable, who would you want to bring in? Uh, probably Kenny Omega. Wow. He's probably Ooh. the biggest guy. He's probably the biggest guy in wrestling right now. So, Man, if you brought in Kenny Omega, I can guarantee you that place would sell out like in two seconds. When we announce our headliner, it's going to sell out pretty quick too. I'm going to just say one quick thing before we do the game show challenge. If there is any, and he, he makes appearances at a lot of events, but I just haven't gotten a chance to get to one. And if you get him at one of your conventions, I know I'll be there. Mick Foley. I have always wanted to meet Mick Foley. We'll go to IPOSportsMarketing.com. I mean, IPO Sports Marketing on Facebook, and we have uh, the events for Celeb Fest, and keep keep tuned because just stay tuned. I think he's telling you something, Jim. It's not out of the realm of a possibility. Right. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that he's telling you something. He's telling me something. Just, just stay tuned because uh, I'll stay tuned on that one for a lot of big names, just not just him. But all right, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to enter the lines then because it is now time. Hoss, get ready! It is now time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. All right, Joe, it's all you, buddy. All right. Welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Russia Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the maestro Jeremy Cobb and Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing. Tonight's Russia Talk Podcast is category is titled Celebrities in the WWE. In a few moments, oh. I will give you... Three famous celebrities that were involved in various matches in the WWE. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's game show challenge. So basically, I'll give you a couple clues, and all you have to do is answer the just shout out who you think that that this person was. So if you give a clue and I and I I know who it is, I just say who it is. Yep, you just say who it is. Okay. You just. You just say who it first is. person right. to get two right wins. Yeah, yep. first person to okay. get two right wins. All right. So question number one: This celebrity was a part of a, a very very uh, interesting match. It was Bobby Lashley against Donald Trump. Save uh, air match. <laughs> Donald Trump would be correct. They didn't even have a chance match. on that one. One. <laughs> that was the match where. Vince McMahon obviously got his head shaved. Looking back on it, I wish uh, Trump got his head shaved. That would have been from the (laughs) end. Well, everybody knew that he wasn't going to let his hair get shaved. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the depressing part. That's true. All right, question number one. This this professional athlete competed in WWE's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Warrior. Shaquille O'Neal. That would be correct. Wow. I didn't know you. <laughs> he knew that one pretty quickly. One to one. 
Yeah, All right. Here you go. This former two-time Super Bowl champion. Lawrence and Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is correct. Champion. WrestleMania. Shoot. Nine. I don't know. Nine. Six or nine? Seven? Nine. Was it nine? Uh, yeah. WrestleMania it's 11. Bam Bam Bigelow. 11. It was 11. Yeah. WrestleMania 11. So, Chad, congratulations. You have won this week's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Props to you, man. Do do, do we have the music hall? Okay, I got a legitimate question, and no, I don't think anything was rigged or whatnot. I'm not Drake Lee. Joe, Haas, this is a question for you guys. When was the last time any of us hosts won a game show challenge? It's been a while. (laughs) It has been a while. These guests keep kicking our ass, man. I tell you. They do. Male, female, it doesn't matter. They are are on the ball when they face us, so. They do, and so change. You got your music played, and since you look like a man that enjoys an alcoholic beverage, I'm going to be sending you a a Russia Talk podcast beer mug as well. Absolutely, I appreciate it. I'll use it. Absolutely, it's especially some more times coming. I'll be drinking a lot of beer. You can put yeah. that thing in in the freezer, and I'll I will get in, in touch with you. You you can get it customized. Uh, man, it's been great having you on. Thank you guys um, for having me. I appreciate it. Pleasure. The last thing we need is for you to agree to come back on to the podcast. Yeah, some, absolutely. Some sometime probably we'll uh, probably we'll see if we 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 can get it like like closer to the uh, event so you can really, yeah, really really plug that event and. Last thing is, how can people get in touch with IPO Sports Marketing? Uh, you can find us at, on Facebook under IPO Sports Marketing, Instagram, IPO Sports Marketing. If you need to email us, it's IPO Sports Marketing at gmail.com. Uh, our website is IPO Sports Marketing.net. And for Celeb Fest tickets, you can go to BaltimoreCelebFest.com. And we also have an event page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Under Baltimore Celeb Fest 2. And we have, what else? How, uh, also on Instagram, every day we share guests and upcoming things. So there's a way, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. It's in, it's under Google search. Once you put in Baltimore Celeb Fest 2, a million things pop up. So there's plenty of ways to get in touch. I, I would definitely recommend getting your tickets early. And Absolutely. Check, check, checking it, it, it out because he always has you know, signings with, with baseball players like Orioles and Ravens. So, absolutely. Check them out. I appreciate it, guys. Again, thank you guys so much. Yep. It is a pleasure. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Clark on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you, Chad. Thanks, Be well. Yeah. Man, what a show. Wow. Good this show. has been, as always, a blast. Without a doubt. And before we close it out, once again, I have to, with honor, give a shout out to our lovely sponsors who make the Wrestle Talk podcast what it is. And that is one of the best damn wrestling podcasts. No, the best damn podcast in the world today. And that is Everything Combat, 
Kincaid, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and of course, the FWWC. And Haas, tell us what the wonderful final sponsor is. Yeah, we can't forget about Wrath Bun Engraving, you know, where you get your Wrestle Talk podcast mug, you know, bar quality mug, everything tastes better out of it. So just hit up Joe, Renee, myself, the Maestro. Hit up any one of us and uh, we'll get you hooked up with it. Mugs is $25 plus shipping and it's a heck of a deal. So I miss out on that. Yeah, I was going to say, that is one hell of a deal. It doesn't get much better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure tonight. And I want to, of course, thank the one and only Hardcore Haas behind the board and the OG of the WTP. Nightmare Jones, you got anything you want to say before we close it out, my friend? Oh, man, it's just been an absolute amazing show as always. Next week's going to be just as good. Man, I, I, I cannot wait. Look up IPO Sports Marketing. Look him up. Look up Adrian Search. Look up the snitch. Look up I look look up the Russian Talk Podcast, man. It's been absolutely amazing. And once again, you gotta plug your own thing, Jim. You gotta plug your <laughs> I do. I wanted you to get your closing thoughts in first because I'm not going to lie. We have lately come up with some big developing news out of uh, I-70 Sports Media. Not yeah. only you do we have a, you? you have a new uh, co-host, don't you? Or yeah, you well, like we have a new social media manager. Her name is Eileen, so a big shout-out to her. She's our new social media uh, nice. manager. She's going to keep these pages running, get get the audiences growing. You know, very talented, devoted sports fan, and we always love those team members and – at, at our company. Um, we are also working on some more surprises, getting more podcasts out there. You have one such as Talking Dynasty, led by our own Adam Frex. You've got uh, Andy Cockrell, who hosts the Cardinals Off the Cuff podcast. And, folks, we're it's just getting started. We have so much we're working on, so stick around with us. Meanwhile, you can also find me here on the good old Wrestle Talk podcast. So, Ladies and gentlemen, he's Nightmare Jones. He's Hardcore Haas. I'm the maestro, Jeremy Carp. Thank you so much. And remember, life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. Good night, folks. Peace.